Welcome to a Real History Bonus Week. I know, what's this? Another episode already? Well, as we recorded Season 4, we also have been making bonus episodes for the Real History Patreon, where we've delved into topics like notorious emperors, influential scientists, and great battles throughout history. We've also made footnotes episodes, where we go deeper into topics covered here on the main feed. You can think of these as the director's cut, as it's often topics we wanted to get to but didn't have time for. So for example, for this first episode of Season 4, Pirates of the Caribbean, we actually created two bonus episodes, each one hour long. Today we're sharing part of one of these where we dissect pirate myths and the truths behind them. We didn't want to hide everything behind a paywall, so here is a good chunk of the episode, and if you want the full thing, you can find it at patreon.com slash realhistorypodcast. You can also find audio previews there of the dozen other episodes we've released this past year, including our discussion on the top five pirate women in history. For now, enjoy some extra pirate content, and we'll see you back here with a regular episode next week. You had maybe the most famous one about the plank. People walking the plank. Is it true? Did that really happen with the real pirates in the Caribbean? That must be true, surely. Well, Jacob, obviously with me, we have to go back to the 4th century BC. No, 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 no. We're going to keep this this very short (laughs) and sweet. Um, So, did it actually ever happen? Yes. And there was a pirate called Black Bart Roberts, Bartholomew Roberts, a Welsh pirate who wanted the most um, successful pirates in terms of the amount of ships he captured. I, I think he captured like 400 in two or three years. Fucking hell, uh, 400. Yeah, like, it, it, he died in battle, I believe, but he was known to be extremely cruel. Okay. Mm. And like, most pirates weren't sadists, but. You could argue this guy was a bit of a sadist. Like, he enjoyed torturing people and shit like that. Look into him. Maybe we'll do a, a video on him or something if like that. If we could that. do, like, a trailer for a podcast episode, that's it. Yeah. Most pirates weren't sadists, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, there is a, an example of this particular pirate uh, who... This was during the golden uh, era of piracy in the Caribbean. He did actually make someone walk the plank. Okay. Um, but in general, pirates tried to avoid stuff like that and the reason for that was most pirates didn't want to get in a fight believe it or not most pirates wanted to live off their the the fear that they yeah they uh, didn't want to like destroy ships they wanted no. to come up on them and just go hey, they wanted to give take us a stuff. ship over yeah. they didn't want to destroy it they wanted to disable it normally in some way whether mm. Whether that was damaging it through cannon fire like initially, or something, yeah. that type of thing, yeah. but something that's easily repaired. But when they captured the ship, then would they not make people walk the plank? No, mm. this was not a common thing to happen at all. Um, so most of them, what they wanted to do, they wanted to build up this bloodthirsty reputation. And because of that, they would use extreme violence right. sometimes. Uh, but in general, um, to encourage merchants when they saw whatever uh, form of pirate flag was raised, they would, um, they, they, they would prefer not to have a reputation to just kill everyone because you were less likely just to hand over the ship. So in general, uh, they didn't 
ask people to walk the plank is the answer mm. to that one. They preferred grabbing as much booty as they could and uh, heading off as quickly as possible before anyone could uh, notice, really. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm slightly disappointed about that. I sort of yeah. wish. Well, I'm like, at least it happened right. one time. That's yeah, enough to justify the hundred thousand depictions <laughs> in fiction because it's a cool thing. And it like, it happened happen. one time. It could have happened. You don't know. Yeah, they just didn't <laughs> write it down all the other times. Maybe yeah. <laughs> a lot of victims probably couldn't complain about yeah. it afterwards if it did happen more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I have a myth here that's about tattoos. Were tattoos common among pirates? And the answer would be, as you might guess, mostly false. Because, of course, tattooing, it's an old art where many ancient tribes have engaged with it. But the more modern form of tattoo, it wasn't really used by Europeans until the 1700s. You probably know why. Uh, Because Captain James Cook made his famous visit to various Polynesian islands and basically uh, saw this art they made on their bodies. And many of the sailors got that as souvenirs. And when they came back home, it quickly became fashionable. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So, well, that's, so think- that's the sort of the where it becomes popular in the West again. Yes. So, that. you know, and that was not until like the late 1700s. Yeah. So after the Golden yeah, Age of cool, piracy. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think they did. Like, it's not exactly a tattoo, but I think captured pirates were branded. That's um, true. Yeah, um, that's true. So that so that if they were, well, like, re-cat- like stamp a big P on your head, like something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, and I think you actually see that in first Pirates of the Caribbean movie really? when he's captured at the beginning when. Uh, I think by Norrington, Captain yeah, Norrington yeah, yeah. or something he's got like, like that. A pee. He pulls, yeah, he pulls. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he sees yeah, a pee. Yeah, yeah. But I think that did happen. Yeah, they're, they're, they did brand him because they knew that they would likely escape and do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should yeah. say it's only <laughs> about the tattoos, it's only mostly false because, yes, the sort of big sailor tattoos with mermaids and ships, it didn't become popular until much later. Uh, but still, before Captain Cook and all of that, there was still a a buccaneer who wrote down how uh, called William Dampier, who wrote down how yes. sailors used tattooing. Right? He said that it was the Jerusalem cross they would put on their bodies. Right? So if you don't know it, it's like yeah, a cross an, or a plus sign surrounded by other plus signs, basically. Yeah. And yeah. so Min- miniature ones. Yeah. They yeah. made it in men's arms by pricking the skin and rubbing it in a pigment of powder. And by powder, they mean gunpowder. So they tattooed actual gunpowder into their arms, into little crosses. And to be fair, most pirates probably, you know, didn't have space for tattoos. They were so scarred. Like a lot of them, like were heavily mutilated especially if they'd survived a couple of years because mm. you know rarely did their wounds heal and if they were suffering from um scurvy which some of them were um old wounds would often uh, reopen reopen again you know so yeah i don't know if they'd have space for them but yeah very interesting jacob I might actually take another one before I throw it back to it. you because yeah, you ju- as you just mentioned about mutilation i have one bit on peg legs um, so we do know about some pirates who had wooden legs. There were two very well-known ones. Um, there was, the first one was a Frenchman called Francois Leclerc, whose nickname was Pata de Palo in Spanish, which means wooden leg, and Jumba de Bois. I don't know how to pronounce that, Michael, but it's French for a wooden leg, according to this. Very imaginative with our nicknames, Jean, obviously, aren't they? Jean Bois. 
Yeah, that sounds right. So, you know, he wasn't exactly a pirate. He was a privateer, um, you know, but he he did he was active still and liked to hunt for Spanish treasure galleons, just like we've been talking about in these previous episodes. So he had a wooden leg. There was another, a Dutch pirate, Cornelius Joel, uh, who had a nickname, Hutubin, Dutch for wooden leg. These for guys are sake. really fucking imaginative. Poor bastards. Um, so he was an admiral, actually, in the Dutch West India Company before he became a pirate. But yeah, he was also more of a privateer anyway. Um, and yeah. Uh, there's so there's a there's a few accounts there's a lot of accounts of uh, peg well, legs. Well, if you did lose your leg, like there's not a yeah at the time, it's not like you could get a prosthetic replacement. So like, this what is were you going to do? Uh, replacement is of the, the time of the wooden know, leg. Like, anyone got a spare lump of wood hanging around <laughs> would have yeah. been the you know True. the goal. That's to. just talking about pirates. More broadly than that, sailors, yes, they would get wooden legs, and often they would start working as cooks on the ships, right? Because that's something mm. you can do. With your wooden leg, you can't really climb the the fucking sails and yeah. Yeah, everything the same way. So or run into battle. But much like you alluded to earlier, uh, Treasure Island still is what made it popular, right? Through Long John Silver, that that made the oh, yeah, of course, uh, that yeah. made the image of a peg legged pirate popular. Absolutely, say that yeah, five yeah. times fast. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> I couldn't say it one time fast. Um. Well, I suppose that the next one I looked into was the accent, so... Yar! Yar. What accent is that you'd be speaking of, Michael? Shiver me timbers and all that stuff. Like, I'm probably just speaking in my normal accent. You probably think I talk like a pirate anyway, but uh, I don't. Very relaxed pirate. (laughs) Very relaxed pirate. (laughs) After several grounds. I won't be leaving this house tonight. Um, But yeah... Was that actually a real thing? Um, and this this was actually interesting. So believe it or not, so what? I, yeah, Finally, I know. I've been when I looked for into this, this whole episode, I mean, I've been so bored all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but base this is um based on a bastardized version of the West Country accent of England. Yeah. Um, from what I've read, so apparently Robert Newton, who was an actor um, who starred in Disney's Treasure Island in 1950. Mm-hmm. Um, he was from there, so it was his native dialect. Right, but okay. so he exaggerated. He, yeah, he laid it on a bit thick. Like there's a probably people from there don't use "r" <laughs> quite so much, but he decided to throw it in, and it stuck uh, <laughs> essentially. So. Since then, in most pirate movies, you will hear it uh, occasionally come up. But now you even hear things where people like do a pirate accent. Are they actually referring to this part of the world or what are they doing? So, yeah, it's become a whole thing all by itself. But in general, what was interesting about it was that like, there w- we have the impression that it was mainly, you know, maybe in, in most of these films, they do tend to even be mainly English. At a push, you might have a Scot or an Irish yeah. person there. Yep. Um, but at that time, you know, only about half of the pirates um, in that ad- the Atlantic world, so to speak, would have been either of American um, colonial or, or British ancestry, so to speak, you know. So you would have had lot, a lot of Irish, you would have had obviously a lot of French, Spanish, Portuguese. You would have had um, native. Um, uh, Amer- Amer- Amerindian people there as well 
Um, you would have had um, African escaped yeah, North, slaves. North, North Africans, yeah. 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 Um, so it would have been a bit of a multicultural um, mix. I did look a little bit into this. We didn't have time in the main episode to talk about it, but like it was officially at that time, like black people weren't allowed on ships, mm. you know, um, to, to, to be a, 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 a cat, like to be a, a member of staff in the Royal Navy or anything like that, you know, yeah. obviously. So they were allowed on ships in other capacities. Uh, uh, yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was one of the, some people say that one of the most egalitarian thing about the golden age of piracy is that they did bring on people of all backgrounds. Now, that doesn't mean that there wasn't discrimination there because obviously like, it yeah, was yeah. ingrained into society in a lot of ways. But um, from most of the sources we read, um, you know, it didn't matter where you were from, you had a vote if you followed this pirate code and, and this type of thing. So, you know, uh, that was one interesting part about it anyway to discover it's a good, yeah. mix, a good mix of people um, occupying a pirate ship. Like, <laughs> so it's, like, it's like the Roman Legion. Yep. Don't give a shit where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hold the sword yet? Serve, serve Rome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so interesting how it's so true that that voice, that accent is so ingrained now mm, in that we have like talk like a pirate day. I forget. I was it? just going to say mm. that. And there's a thing on Google, isn't there? Where you can like, where, where like Google goes into pirate English. Or yeah. you can put set it to, for for that day or something. Yeah, like. that it'll translate things into yeah. pirate speech for yeah. you as a plug-in sort and of thing. S- and like, like some like uh our internal comm system we had in the old in the old job we, who will remain nameless there's mm. a pirate setting on that as well did you ever see that uh, no, no never saw oh it might have been it might have been uh before your time there was a setting that if you had admin on the chat thing which which i had yeah. i convinced somebody to give me and you could just turn you could just turn it into piracy <laughs> so anything everyone said would come up in pirates i used to do it every so often just to wind up the managers <laughs> it was great but that's great, but that is that feels like a holdover from I think I referenced it before the um sort of internet era of pirates yes. and yeah, very much so. ninjas and zombies and and that sh- and that chat system would have been from that era. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly, it was definitely an old old hangover. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like sure. necessarily super ingrained. Like like now, people when they're they're like, oh, be a pirate, they're almost as likely to be like, oh, like do a weird Johnny Depp, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm weird movement. Kind yeah, you, of. You, you you might even say Jack Sparrow is the most famous pirate now. Right? Yeah, like even if he's, obviously he's not real, but like. Probably right is now, the most yeah. favorite, famous. I mean, the sec. I I honestly think it's him. Then maybe Long John Silver, and then we get some real ones eventually. And, and, maybe. and, then, bl- and then Blackbeard, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, and people aren't even sure if Black. Like, if you were to ask a lot of people, like they, it's so blurred with Blackbeard. They don't know if he's real. They might or not, like, be, mightn't be sure if he is a character from a film. Or yeah, a real yeah, person, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because he is quite like the fact that he tied hemp fuses into his beard and lit them. So that smoke would rise from his beard when yeah. he jumped on a ship like that doesn't sound very real but totally was what he did do <laughs> yeah. yeah love that guy um but what a gent <laughs> <laughs> i got a i got another another uh, accessory here it's the eye patch so you know when you see someone with an eye patch you're thinking pirate am i right 
There was a record of a one-eyed pirate with an eye patch who was called Rahman ibn Jabini Aljan. Oh, it's like I kind of gave up there in the middle. I can't pronounce it. Is it Arabic? Yes. Uh, And I apologize to our Arabic patrons uh, for my pronunciation. But there's a record of it, but it's from the 1800s. And that's the earliest one we would have. Um, Now... There's actually like this, I don't know that it's a myth. It actually was on Mythbusters, the TV show that we're kind of wow, referencing. There's a myth that pirates or sailors may have worn eye patch to help their vision adjust quickly as they're going from below decks to above decks, right? Because they could keep uh, one eye covered. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they keep the dark vision in that eye. So when they're running upstairs and downstairs that, or whatever, they I can... I would never have thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. So, the Mythbusters yeah. show, they tested it out and it seemed like a pretty good idea. It kind of worked. Uh, let's see. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much... It, there's not a lot of record of pirates wearing eye patches, but it obviously came into popular culture at some point, so there are depictions like that. But, it, like, there's lots of people who... Lots of sailors, anyway, who did have one eye, but mm. most of them w- are not known for having eye patches. But there is, in the 1500s, she wasn't a uh, pirate, but there was a young Spanish princess, uh, Ana de Mendoza y la Cerda, who was horsing around with the royal guard, and his rapier accidentally poked out her eye. And she basically grew... Clumsy. Yeah. yeah. But she, and anyway, became known as a great beauty, and all of her outfits would just have kind of a matching bejeweled eye patch and it all just added to her mystique so i thought that was pretty cool she, she accessorized yeah yeah okay perfect yeah. which pirates apparently mostly did not as far as we know i mean i think i think the eye patch thing is is is, is reasonable yeah yeah you know i i, I think like that, that, if you lost an eye yeah which yeah. which or, is, or which is something keep... that will have happened a lot before modern medicine but why would they need to cover it yeah, good point. I was Unless it's to avoid recently, irritating it or whatever. But. I was looking into kind of pre-Norman Irish history, Mark. Another uh, yeah, this one is one off in a tangent. You're probably going to say what I was going to say. Go on. And just reading the like how common it was for Irish Gaelic uh, chiefs to literally like a punishment was to take your eye. Yeah, you know, mm. it's a and, cultural thing. Yeah. And it was really common. I never realized. And, and like, I know we go back to old the name Sullivan, Sula one, one eye, and all this type of oh, thing. Yeah. But it's definitely in the in it's the a culture. Thing, it's yeah. a thing in ancient Greece. Monothalamus, mm. the one eyed. Yeah, to take your Ale- eye Alexander's as a punishment. Father. To take your eye as a punishment, yeah. essentially. Yeah. There was a thing in in the Irish in the in the Gaelic aristocracy where you couldn't be named as the chief of the clan. If you had a very obvious physical blemish, any mutilation, so you yeah. would. So the kids were often scarred yeah. to prevent them from being picked as the because it wasn't primogenitor inheritance. The, fir- yeah. the firstborn son of the of the chief didn't automatically become the chief. Any male descendant of yeah. of, of, of a what, so they went around scarring each so other. They would scar each other. Yeah. That's that, that that's literally what happen, contributed yeah. so much to so much warfare yeah. as well yeah, in Ireland because, because right. everyone had a stake in the game. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because anyone could become could become yeah. king. You know, so it, yeah, it's a mess, isn't it? <laughs> Awful yeah. mess. Yeah. Um, Why did Harden yeah. not develop faster? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, is that your turn or is that my turn? Uh, Where well, are we at? We're on to maybe the Jolly Roger. Ooh, yeah, the, the flag, old right? flag. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, so the old skull and crossbones, right? Yes, I, surely there's some truth in that. This is it, Mark. So I put down. 
did, well, did all pirates use skull and crossbones? And the answer was no. No. Okay. no. Well, of course, uh, they had different so, flags. So we traditionally think that the purpose of that flag was to intimidate, you know? Mm. And mm. was that the case or not? But actually, uh, a black flag, it meant that a pirate ship was willing to give quarter. It meant that it was willing to accept surrender from the person, from oh. the merchant ship. So it went to sign. It didn't signal that oh, yeah. your your end is nigh. If you saw it, you were a merchant ship there, a French merchant ship crossing the Caribbean. They won't kill you all. They'll yeah, we know they'll, yeah. they'll accept your surrender. So and actually, I I don't know. You might have this written down as well. But before 1700, there wouldn't have been these black flags signaling that we'll give you quarter. They would have had red flags. Yes. And this was the bloody flag, meaning no quarter given. So basically, no mercy shown here will kill you all. Whereas the black one is, if you don't fight us, we won't hurt you. Absolutely. Yeah. And apparently this blood red flag that is now mistakenly coming is called or the, the black flag is called the jolly roger but it's actually this blood red flag which was the terrifying thing if you saw that on the high seas you'd be scared of your life yeah. if you saw the black flag you'd be scared but you'd be like well if i give them literally everything i own and they won't kill me they won't kill me they might take me on as a slave or something like that but they won't kill me um so yeah and they believed that the term Linked to that, the term uh, Jolly Roger, they think it comes from Jolly Rouge in French, which is like pretty red. Oh, mm, right. You know okay. I mean, mm. so that's the link there. But in general, pirate flags varied greatly. And I'd encourage uh, any listener to look them up because some of them look like a three year old uh, designed them. Yeah, they're like a them. lot of like so skeleton shit. guys. I can't, I can't say how shit they are. You give us an example of yeah, of, well, like Blackbeard, famously. Yeah. So you would all think he would have had the old skull and crossbones, uh, but no, he had. It's a, it's a difficult one to describe. So it's a black background, and then to the left he had a white skeleton holding an hourglass to signal time, I presume. Then to the right of the white skeleton, they had an arrow pi- uh, piercing a bleeding red heart. So really kind of really dramatic kind of yeah stuff so but they Sounds vary captivating. absolutely but they they vary greatly basically from ship to ship there wasn't one single rule you might be led to believe that's the case looking at modern tv and all that type of thing but but i would have gotten the impression that different captains have their own flags Absol- and it's almost yeah. like a her- heraldic coat of arms yeah, kind of yeah, thing for them well. yes exactly yeah yeah to but they're all they i mean they're all cool <laughs> uh, there you go yeah yeah uh, so yep there's one another myth debunked great well i think i have my final one here which is about all the parrots all the monkeys all the little animals that they got skittering around themselves so long john silver had a, par- uh, a parrot barbosa had a monkey in pirates of the caribbean now the exotic birds of the Americas, they were a hit back home. Yeah. Right? So what does that mean? Sailors are going to take them with them, just like everything else. Yeah. So at least for the duration until they could get some, because like, they were valuable things, so they would hold on to them. And then it's like, okay, would they keep them in a cage or would they keep them on their shoulder? Well, they would actually be worth more if you trained them a few tricks, right? Yeah. So you get a good bit more money. So probably they would have been 
maybe not on their shoulder, but they would have, you know, kept up with them and, you know, been relatively good at training them, at least forcing them into learning how to say whatever, so you could pawn it off for a few more... Wow, uh, yeah few more pieces of eight or whatever they have back in London. So there is truth. There is a bit of truth in it. Yeah, so that's probably more about sailors just in general. But as I mentioned, I think in our main episode, one of these Spanish fleets was taken with the three live Jaguars on it, right? So when they were sailing back home with all its treasure. So if you're a pirate and you take over a place that, or, you know, a different ship that is transporting and they have animals, why wouldn't you take them? Because they're worth money just like everything else. So, you know, it's unclear would they have hung on to them as actual pets, as it's usually depicted. Maybe. We don't have any record of it, obviously, but sailors did keep animals. Well, yeah. Okay. And yeah. something to kind of entertain the aristocracy when you got home. Yeah, parakeets and of... monkeys and parrots. Uh... So I'm going to say that one's true. Yeah. Sure. They also like, I think that's close enough to true. A, a lot of the time, I think they brought back things from these countries to kind of encourage the people with money back home the, yeah, the, the ruling class invest. to fund another trip yeah that type of thing look i found a parrot god knows what else i'll find you know this type of way um so yeah very That's interesting yeah. and the last one i looked into really was the treasure maps and Ooh. whether pirates actually buried treasure because that is you know pretty much uh you know day one of piracy yeah and before you tell me it, it's yeah. so satisfying too as a storytelling technique it you know, is or in a game or whatever it is you're getting different pieces of yeah. a map yeah, you're yeah. collecting pieces of a macguffin to figure out where to go <laughs> to get a treasure how is it not satisfying there's as kids we play like treasure hunting games where you go and find notes and find the big treasure like it's great don't tell me it wasn't real michael well, it, it it was largely false sure but great. a bit like the earlier walk in the plank so you know it's not Largely that it doesn't exist it's just that it's not something that's common yeah so you know most like at the end of the day most pirates when they got a hold of a load of loot they would go back to the likes of port royal in jamaica or nassau in the bahamas or tortuga or any of these places yeah. and you know they would spend it on their leisure time so a lot of that riches you know whatever it was would be sold off as quickly as possible and then we would be uh, straight into gambling pouring and all, good, all the good drinking stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah basically until it they ran out and then we would uh, go a pirating again so you see that actually uh, it's funny because in the pirates of the caribbean movie in the first one the curse of the black pearl yeah what's happened is that they got hold of a load of treasure yeah. they didn't know it was Aztec gold cursed. and it was cursed and they spent it and flitted it away and that was another thing when they actually said that in the film I was like well that's actually accurate because most pirates did like f spend their wealth quite you know liberally and without they weren't investing in a pension fund so to speak <laughs> you know what I mean um, so yeah so there that, wasn't anything to bury well this is the thing. Now, there is examples where pir pirates or privateers throughout history, you know, they were in a tight spot and they did have to actually bury their treasure. And getting back to our old friend Francis Drake, um, this actually happened to him. So he was obviously one of the richest privateers in history. 
you know, and we're talking millions, millions in today's yeah, terms of yeah. money. Um, but he ended up in Panama, of all places, you know, uh, down South America, and mm. he ended up bur- burying all his gold there um, because he needed somewhere to hide it, essentially. Uh, also, you have Henry Avery, um, who is kind of a godfather of pirates of that age. Um, he kind of showed Blackbeard and Bellamy and Hornigold away, you know, because he, he was one of the first ones to do what was called a pirate round. Mm-hmm. So he, he start you would leave the Atlantic, you would cross the Atlantic, go to the Caribbean, do a bit of piracy, then descend uh, to the coast of Africa, around the Horn of Africa, South Africa, and you would stop off in Madagascar. Then you would go up the coast of, uh, um, up to the Gulf of Aden, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, why would you do all of these? Pirating. Yeah. Kind of you did path. the round. This was the, yeah. route, this was the route. Like, yeah. yeah. And then you would, he- you would kind of finish off on, <laughs> the, on, the, on the west coast of India. Some and then you'd do it again. Some fucking trip. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, but, so the likes of him, for example, when he arrived back uh, in all places uh, in Ireland, when he brought all his wealth back, he wanted to get back to Britain. And when he came back, like he, he arrived back in Ireland because it was the first place he arrived in. He wanted to sneak into England kind of on the slide. Sure the back order. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, one's looking, no one's looking. So he would have buried, uh, he would have buried treasure in Ireland for, a, but it would have been a brief period of time. You know what I mean, and then he would have. So you're saying we shouldn't go looking right now. So are you saying is is there is there some Drake gold in Ireland? That's what I'm asking. (laughs) There could be. God knows. Get out. Do you have a piece of map in your pocket? Are we about to start a new (laughs) season? Is this going to start the best podcast series ever? (laughs) Real history does treasure hunts. Yeah, Um, along the west coast. Along the west west. Real history, Drake's fortune. Exactly. Uh, but That's no, the video game of us. In general, <laughs> it was spent on liquor, women, gambling. All the good stuff. Yeah. All the good stuff. The stuff and they were that. dead right as well. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, there you go. That's another well, myth to bunch. Obviously, so. Yeah.